There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's up, the gambler here. We got a special treat today, a special guest, um, Brandon Scooby Robinson, senior editor, heavy.com, and also he runs um, Scoopy Radio. Which is does great interviews and you know interview prominent people in the world of sports. He's here with us today. Thank you for coming, my man. Thank you, sir. To lens. Thank you. Thank As you all know, I'm here with uh, the Jack, the Mark, um, the Face, and uh, we're gonna just run scoop, scoop through the gamut today. We got a lot of questions for him. Right. He's out there in the NBA world as an insider. So um, we're just gonna get it cracking. Scoop uh, grew up in um, Jersey and Harlem, a little bit of both little Jersey, little Harlem. His parents had a shoe store out in Harlem. His family had a shoe store out there in Harlem. Um, he attended Don Bosco Prep. That's a big football program. Big football school. Big football, big football yes. school out there. And then at a very young age, um, he just took, I guess, took the sports, took the sports broadcasting, attended a sports camp uh, for broadcasting when he was young. And then at 12 years old, he actually did a uh, show with Albert King. I did. The Knicks and um, that was Evan Roberts. That was an inside stuff, something like that? Yeah, so it was called, the show was called Net uh, Slimming Planet. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a show that I hosted with Evan Roberts and Albert King brother, uh, Bernard King. Yep. And uh, I did it for two years. I mean, this was the 90s, so this was with Keith Van Horn, was mm -hmm. their draft pick, and John Calipari was you know, head coach and, and vice president of basketball operations, I believe. Yeah, he did a shitty job.
25 points, I believe. And, you know, it was really about finding the rhythm. And right. Now with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Melo all the court together. And then Terry Stotson's offense. Um, looks like they're going to uh, find greener pastures. And the other thing is, in that, that sports vortex right now is uh, Jamal Crawford, which is on today. And uh, he's still without a team. Uh, so it's a shit with me. Uh, yeah, what, what, what's, what's, when you spoke with Jamal Crawford today, what are his spirits like? And did he give you any insight as to why he hasn't signed? Yeah, I mean, Jamal and I talk every day. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's more conversation of not if, it's when. Uh, what I can share is, I mean, that there are teams that, are, that from gathering information, uh, the Sixers were interested last year. Uh, I'm hearing Elton Brand and the Sixers are maybe not as interested now. Uh, but to directly answer your question, Jamal is, is waiting his time. You know, he wants to find out the best fit. Um, I'm hearing Milwaukee is in the equation. I'm hearing the Toronto Raptors are in the equation as well. So kind of like a wait and see game. You look at December 15th, that's when a lot of those contracts uh, that were signed in the summertime become official. So, right. you know, what ends up happening is, you know, one of the holdups with Jamal is, in fact, uh, Andre Iguodala, uh, who, you know, still under contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. Right, right. And Memphis basically does not want to just cut him because that's still money they have to spend to, to commence in a buyout. So, mm -hmm. you know, there are teams that, that are interested, namely the, the Lakers or the, or the Clippers. But, you know, you look at the Lakers, like, what can they give up at this point? Right. Like, cash in that regard. You know, some would argue, uh, I'm not saying this, but some may argue that, you know, like a, a container's called well, Pope was playing well now and a uh, package of some other things might, you know, bring Iguodala in. But, you know, then you look at the Clippers. You know, they have a robust roster uh, on their bench that you know they can possibly remember. But anybody that gets a good dollar, you know, is going to get a gold line. Right. They can play defense and all, and can score the basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, the Jamal Crawford thing is kind of blockading, you know, what's going on. So I think, you know, when you look at Crawford, if you don't want to wait around, around for Los Angeles, you look at the Milwaukee. You look mm -hmm. at the you look at the Toronto Raptors, and you know that's where you go. With. There's a name that you didn't mention. That's the Knicks. Well, is any, uh, anything in the play for the New York Knickerbockers? Hold on, we saw a lightning strike. This one we can start cricket sound right now. I right? would play nice. Uh -huh. uh, when you look at the Knicks, um, one thing that I, I would say is, is interesting, or, or, or that I'd like to see happen more, is you know the play of Julius Randle. I mean, mm -hmm. This is a guy who you know last season was a double double threat. I'd like to see him get more involved. I think the issue is, you know how like. Thanksgiving time. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have that stuffing and it's made right, but it just had too much of something. something right, right, right. The Knicks have a lot of players that play the same position. Right. And so, you know, when you look at that organization, I don't see Jamal playing for the Knicks mm -hmm. because I think at this point in his career, at 39 years old, you know, he dropped his last game, he dropped 50 points. Right. April 9th against the Dallas Mavericks. But when you look at, you know, a team like the Knicks, no, I don't I don't see a situation. And that really. yeah. um, And I think that more than anything else, yeah, the Knicks kind of missed the boat this summer. You know, the Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant's sweepstakes, and uh, they both, they came to New York, which is not mixed. School B Radio, yes, which was, uh, I know, very successful when it first started. Um, I'm sure it's still successful. Your, your views was in the millions, like, the first couple of years. You came out to shoot well, and you've had some interesting, you broke some interesting stories on School B Radio. I've had some interesting experiences. Talk to me about Too Short. Um, blow the whistle song in 2010. That has something to do with LeBron James. Yeah, so I have two short on. Uh, I know we're east in the East Coast, but if you're a hip hop head, you know West Coast. Sharp Dog, big area legend. Uh, I had him on the Scoopy Radio podcast, and we started talking about um, the blow the whistle song. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jay Z used it. Uh, the short yeah, yeah, he said Oakland like Brooklyn. Yep. So, you know, it was a situation where basically I asked Too Short, like, what was what was the process? He said, Jay called him 
and basically wanted him to like clear the record, like he wanted his blessing um, before you know he used it in a diss track on Deshaun Stevenson. And so um, I, we talked more about it, and in the conversation, he said, you know, I believe because this was in 20, 2008. No, nah, eight, nah, eight, nah. eight, nah. It was in twenty ten. Mm -hmm. Remember LeBron James took his talents to South Beach? Sure did. Uh, you know, he and LeBron are friends. Uh, big homie, little homie. Mm -hmm. Basically, not basically. Tusha said, you know, he believed that uh, Jay was using that song as a recruiting tactic to get LeBron to join the Nets in New Jersey back in 2010. Didn't work, uh, but nonetheless, he was there for his friend. And I actually talked to Deshaun about it. He said, man, that was you from that podcast. I heard something about that. He, he just relived it. And he said, it all started when Deshaun, you know, had made a statement saying that um, LeBron was overrated. And then LeBron replied and said, that's like Soldier Boy telling Little Wayne mm -hmm. telling Jay's overrated. So Soldier Boy got even back then got his 15 minutes. Lil Wayne got his infinite 15 minutes, mm -hmm. and you know Jay Z shut it all down with that. So that song, that was a big song. Yeah. Jay big song. always has an end game. Of course, like he don't make moves just to make moves. You know, waste moves. Some people take ten moves. Yeah, get the one spot. Jay goes right to it. Um, talk about boxing champion, U.S. Olympic champion boxer Clarissa Shields. I guess she was on your show. I know she's very outspoken. You fought her. Um, <laughs> I was fighting. You see Clarissa? I'm not fighting her. And Clarissa, that's that's she's she's. I told her if I ever have some cousins with me, they ask what I'm calling. I'm calling you. Artie Lee, Artie Lesser. She got the legal weapons. She's going to jail. Joking over it. Yeah, but so what's the beef with Clarissa Shield and uh, Serena Williams? Basically, um, from what I remember, that, you know, they both competing in the, in the Olympics, and um, you know how they do the processional at the beginning of the, mm -hmm. the Olympics, and all the different athletes and stuff. They they um, were in the Olympic yard or something of that sort. She told me that um, you know she, so, yeah, Serena, somebody that she looked up to, and wanted to take a picture with her. She says, you know, Serena was kind of like ignoring her, and it got to the point where like. Mike Shishetsky, Coach K, uh, from Duke, kind of got involved, and uh, oh. yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. The great media, hey, Serena was like, yo, I was like, nobody wants to be in mind, you out of here. <laughs> she was like, see all this, you see all this sexy? Serena ain't want that smoke. See all this sexy? Serena ain't want that smoke. Don't sleep on Serena, kid. She can do mean things with a tennis racket. Yeah, I think she got her hands. Serena <laughs> <laughs> got her hands. <laughs> Trina ain't saying nothing, are you Yeah, kidding? she's like, I'm not getting in that. Listen, no. No, I love Serena, I love Serena. Who would win a fight between Serena Williams and Clarissa Shield? Oh, <laughs> I love she's built, Serena's built, but... One punch knockouts happen. Yeah, I, yeah back a question. Exactly. I got a good question. Yeah. Is Serena so hit her with the forehead with a forehead? I mean, if she was a record, maybe, maybe, I'll give it up. Crazy. Yo, let's get back to the scoop. <laughs> uh, one, one more <laughs> reflection on Scoop B Radio. Um, it's a story that will linger forever, and the fact that Matt Barnes is so active on social media, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's probably explained it a couple times, but for those who don't know, because it's still a story that kind of went over people's heads a little bit, explain about Matt Barnes driving halfway across the country to beat Derek Fisher's ass, because I guess Fisher was starting relationships with Matt Barnes' wife when the ink wasn't even really, you know, done on the divorce papers. Basically, he didn't like it. I guess he got a call from the kids, and he drove from wherever he was to wherever they were. Um, and that didn't happen. And uh, he said, he told me, I would do it again. So yeah, I heard he, he wore 
this out. So they actually got it on. Yeah, allegedly. I already walked this out. He's six eight, six nine. I'm just saying. Fish is like six two, six. Imagine your deep fish. You cut it up by the campfire, because right. what I already want to like a little cup of skirt. You cut it up by the campfire, probably drinking, having fun. You laying on your bull, on a bosom. Oh man, <laughs> yo, what's going on here? Imagine that. That's like the Biggie. That's like the Biggie song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet on this one, but I'm sure that many people have been in that situation before. <laughs> Enthusiasm at the time, 
John Moran. Special or not special? Special. special. I think sure. it's special, but I think what makes him even more special is that um, he's not in New York. He's mm -hmm. not in LA. Mm -hmm. He's in Memphis. Mm -hmm. And uh, you look at that team with Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, they, they put on a show with FedEx for right. a nightly basis. And, you know, they're only going to grow even more. I mean, when I look at him in, in Memphis, it reminds me of how uh, Cleveland ended up trading, uh, or I don't know, trading him or cut Baron Davis because mm -hmm. they had Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at you know what Memphis did and they Scoop traded B Radio. Uh, Mike Conley Jr. to the Utah Jazz, which is a great move for Utah and right. Mike Conley right. uh, as well. But you know, when you look at when you look at um, John Moran, I mean, he's, he's putting on a show and they had in a season where everybody had you know high hopes for uh, Zion Williamson mm -hmm. and if not Zion, then R.J. Barrett. Mm -hmm. you know, so. It's a joy to watch John Moran, but it's not just John Moran. You look at guys like Kendrick Nunn. Right. Uh, you look at Kobe White, uh, who right. I talked to the other day. Uh, young ballers. Young, young dudes balling, coming in the league and balling. Yeah, I mean, Kobe dropped like, got lost in the translation the other night when when, uh, when, when Zach Levine dropped with 46. 47. Yeah, 13 threes. Right. Was the fact that uh, Kobe White had about 25 or 23 in that game. Mm -hmm. So he, he's, he's, he's a top five in, in, in points and assists in the NBA. And, that rookie class, man, is, is something to, you know, even looking at Philadelphia and see Stiebel defensively coming out of Washington, I mean, he's, he's a decent player. So, yep. a lot of, lot of, a lot of good views in the NBA and, and with the rookies that are here right now. Yeah, I have a, a relationship with the nun, the nun, so I'm, I'm a little biased towards him. I think that he's one of the premier uh, rookies coming in, just like you mentioned. Um, Tyler Hero as well. Yeah, he actually dispels your theory regarding the, um, the, the Caucasian basketball player in the, in, in, in the NBA because he's he's really good. He functions like a brother. Before we get into anything though, let's just say I, I, I'm talking about American born, like Larry Bird, French Lake, Indiana. Talk now, about Hero, heart, heart, heart of America superstar. Oh, wait, ain't that many superstars in the league anyway? Come on. Yeah, but. There's no white superstars from America in the league. There hasn't been the only, the only white person forever that I can think of that, that's been an all-star, like American white. It's Kevin Love. And Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and Gordon Hayward. Yep, you're right. All right, let's get into uh, Anything Goes. Uh, Trina's going to ask some questions. You know you got the same name as my mom. To uh, be school. Trina. It's so funny. I don't hear my name a lot at all. Like, in my lifetime, I'm going to have, like, two no, dreams. Sixty. That's a down south name. Really? You think so? <laughs> Katrina. That's like an Esther. It's how you say it. Katrina. Come on in here. Katrina. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Katrina. All right. I got you. All right. All right. My question to you is: What are the three things that piss you off the most about the NBA? Um, from a media perspective, dumb questions that some of my peers may ask, like they don't get much thought into asking certain questions, like. I remember um, when Kawhi Leonard had that dunk on the Celtics the other night, and like in the presser, someone asked him, "So tell me about that dunk on whoever it was." He's like, "So what do you want to know?" Like, yeah. Sometimes I think you can go the extra mile in the way you phrase it. I think mm -hmm. sometimes athletes are put on this pedestal like they're not human. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, just be real. Just, yeah. be, just be, just be genuine. But maybe that is their genuine. Right, right. So that's one thing too. Um, I guess maybe how much people fell in love with the Warriors um, and kind of just with the injuries that happened between Clay and, and you know, coming into the season uh, with, with 
Steph Curry and then KD ultimately leaving and you know all those other things. I, I, I've often I've gone on record and said this. I, I kind of feel like uh, I don't have a problem with Steve Kerr. I think he's an okay coach, uh, but I, I, I do think that Steph Curry now knows what it's like to be LeBron in 2015 mm -hmm. uh, and carry a team. You know, if he does decide to come back, you know, it's up in the air, and you know, then you know Steve Kerr now knows what it's like to be Mark Jackson. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. And then probably lastly, just how much um, people lean so much on analytics rather than just going out and playing. Mm -hmm. And I think an example of that is probably Carmelo Anthony's contribution. Like, they were so ready to write him off. And, um, you know, it, it takes time. You know, now people's criticism is, um, yeah, well, he tried 25, but he didn't play no defense. It's like, well, he's done more than me and you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can talk about the game because I, I have experience, but I, I don't play NBA basketball, but I, I have to write mm -hmm. to talk about it because I have a pen. But there are people comparatively who, you know, will, will just, it's like they have to have something to talk about. And it reminds me so much of um, how people, and I think he dispelled this myth, how people make it seem like uh, Kyle Kaepernick is washed. Mm -hmm. And I think that whether you, whether He's you, lying. whatever you, whatever you, whatever theory you subscribe to, the videotape shows that he worked out. And you know, Adam Schefter tweeted that he he's a, he has an elite arm. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I watched Mason Rudolph play last weekend, and I watched Delvin Hart play last weekend, and I watched all the, the Ball. numerous bones across the league, bones backups. Because at this point of the season, you know, all the backups come out because starters are either hurt mm -hmm. or and come on, man, I don't even want to get into that cap stuff, but come on, good. Yeah, all right, my next question is, who are your top three players of all time in the NBA? Not a good question. Um. For me, Michael Jordan. Wait, wait, that you've seen? That you've seen or does he? Of all time. Of all time. His opinion. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate you giving it to me in threes. I wish you could give me a start of five. Starting five. We'll go with starting five. But, I, but, but no, I'll give you, I'll give you my last. So, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. I, I enjoy watching LeBron James play. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad answer. Uh -huh. <laughs> as long as you got Magic and Mike in me, I'm good. So and they're going to my favorite too. too. And it was going by position well, as players. I'm just saying, you should give like a starting, like a top, like a dream team. Like, who would you so go with? So, five? I started five, like a dream team. All right, got it. Who would you go with? Um, my star five, I would put. Oh, whatever. I say whatever. all time. I say all, all time. time. Okay. I say all time. Um, my point guard would be Isaiah Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, 90s, or legend Isaiah, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. Uh, the one, mm -hmm. at the two, Michael. Mm -hmm. um, at the three, Larry Bird. Mm -hmm. uh, at the four, LeBron. Mm -hmm. Where the fuck is Magic? At the five, <laughs> I would put Shaq. But the reason why Magic is not in there is because when I enjoy watching Magic play, just like I enjoy watching mm -hmm. LeBron play. Right. Uh, but Magic, I call it Magic, Towards the end, like I watched the Bulls be, like you know, but, but at the same time, I, he was I still was, trying to nice with it. Magic was still <laughs> nice with his own. He was, you know, he wasn't was. the young Magic, yeah. but he, he could still throw the no look pass. He could do different things. But I, but I, but I often think people sensationalize Magic and don't give Isaiah enough of his. Agree, of course, of course, Magic straight overshadowed Isaiah. Michael overshadowed Isaiah. Isaiah is one of those lost superstars from that from that era. You know, we we know he's there. But he's never held in the highest esteem. I've seen top 50 lists with Isaiah Thomas is not on the list. You're
Those people need to be called out, not called out. But I mean, that's he has forgotten. If you, if you remind them, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, number 22. You see what I'm saying? But they don't think about it right away. How about this? Clyde Drexler gets overlooked. He does. He was born in the top two, top three shooting guard. If Mike right? wasn't there, he would have been Mike. He was, he was nice. Got another question? I do. Who do you see winning the NBA title this I would like to see it. Uh, Scooby Radio. Either the Lakers or the Clippers. Um, for me, you know, I've broken a lot of news in the past year and a half and surrounded uh, the Lakers as it relates to Anthony Davis joining them far back as <clears throat> last September um, and LeBron coming to LA, uh, leading into free agency. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and just some of the other moves with the Lakers. So for me, I mean, from a guy that's you know had a relationship and has done their homework, you know, there's a there's a there's a loyalty from a from a you know start to finish perspective. But um, both LA teams are good, and, and then when you look at the NBA's Eastern Conference, um, I still like the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, Philly is a team that people think will do it, and I think they're missing something, but they're still a strong team. Can Milwaukee win it, or are they just a good regular season team? I liked them last year. For a lot of people, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, when you look at that shot that they hit against Philadelphia. That was a great shot. Great shot. You know, all homage to to the great Kawhi Leonard. I think that you know Milwaukee lost Malcolm Brogdon, but but what I do like is that they added a defensive enforcer and Robert Lopez, twin brother. So you know, Giannis to comfortable. He knows his role. You know, he has other guys on his team like Eric Bledsoe. Well, but they're, they're missing some things. They still need a shooter. They are. They still need a shooter. They need to go out with Jamal. They need to stop playing. No it's, it's, it's possible. They need a shooter. Yeah, it's possible. Wait, wait, wait. wait it's wait. possible. We heard it from Brittany. You heard it here first. So you know wait. what it is. You have any more questions for I got one more question. One more question. What do you do when you're not covering hoops? You know, like I've taken trips not related to work. I went to Thailand last year. Um, Ain't no basketball in Thailand. No. That's that movie, 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 but Thailand is nice though, but it's not, there's no nothing basketball in it. And, and, and Wi Fi is not that great up there, right? I enjoy going to the beach, yeah. I enjoy uh, meeting people. Um, I, I, I enjoy, no, like for real, like. Being in different countries take you away from the reality. Anything of, like, you want. Social, social media and everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, 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 for sure. I went to, I went, before the season started. I went to uh, I went to uh, Tampa for like a week. Mm -hmm. I just went to the beach, spent time with some family, got some real avocado with our family. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the Orlando area, I went to go see some brought some avocados back home. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Now, do you do anything college-based? Do you do any colleges as far as um, that college? Do you say follow any colleges and um, stuff like that? I'm closer towards the NCAA tournament. Yeah. For sure. Uh, NBA is such a, a, a vital focus for me, but. Uh, at, the, at times, like Christmas time, when they have holiday tournaments yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, I, I'll try to tune in and catch a little something. I went to that Seton Hall, um, Kentucky game last year, that's that's Hall one, mm -hmm. that upset, and uh, it was cool to kind of get a preview of, you know, what was to come in the tournament. Right. You know, so, yeah, more local teams, more Spurs, but when the NCAA tournament comes on, I'm definitely locked in, you know, 
got a chance to check your pajama right now last year. And you know, you, oh, you he brought a show that game. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he sealed his he sealed his fate. Basically. <laughs> right? Which yeah. was to be the number two overall pick, man. Back security. Yeah, yes, back security. Do you leave the state you cook? Are you cooking for Thanksgiving? I'm not. I am actually getting on a train and going to visit some family out of town. So like, who the hell want to cook on Thanksgiving? You well, I was about to say, ladies, cooking. he's cooking. You, yeah. It's hard to find that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Ladies, he's cooking. At the end of the day, I found it harder to cook now just because I've been on the road so much. Like, between mm-hmm. September to today, I've been to L.A. twice. I've been to Flint, Michigan, Florida, Chicago, Philadelphia twice. Can I borrow your mouth? That's why I, I, I kind of prefer I kind of prefer the social the uh, social media life. I prefer the social media life. And you know, as, as, as a as a reporter, as a beat reporter back in the days, I mean that travel it'll wear on you, bro. It, 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 it'll wear on you. I did two months worth of laundry over the weekend. Yeah. Like it's been like now it's like a holiday time. It's kind of like I'm settling in, but you know when January hits, I'm actually taking a, a vacation before I start the year. And because I like my typical week is you know I could work 13 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. So you know like try to take vacation you can because you know February is prime time. You got Super Bowl, yep. All Star Weekend, and um, so yeah, I, I enjoy what I do. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it. I'm living with them on purpose, but. It's a grind, bro. They think it's all about fun. It's a grind. Mark think I just be chilling. I have a hard-hitting question. Hard-hitting. This is gonna be a one. All right, he's gonna ask you this question. Then we're gonna finish up with the this or that segment. All right. The media and the NBA and also college level sports is predominantly not of the same players, the hue of the players on the court. What is the biggest outlet? That we as um, uh, urban America, I guess, for this, for lack of underrepresented people, how do we get our message out into the people? Because everything seems to go through woe, to woe, woe, you know, and, and, and Adam Shepard for football. And, like, who's the major black person that we can have out there as a point person? We don't have, other than yourself. Uh, and I think I'm still evolving. I, I think, you know, I think one of the issues is, I think. You put woes out there as far as news. I think people have to separate news and information versus personality versus writer versus columnist. I think, but I think with social media and television, it all blends. Yeah, because you have Sham, because you have Sham, Sham, Sean, Sean, and then you have Woj, and then you have all these other guys. There's no. Some of them dudes, I don't mess with some of them. This is what I'm saying. I know Woj. I was with, I bumped into what we were standing to say on Tell in LA. Mm-hmm. I bumped into Shams at a function with Anthony Davis. And Shams is a person of color. Mm-hmm. He's Indian, he's a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll say is, you know, when you grow up, they say you gotta be 200 times better. Um, I know that show, as a person who writes at Heavy.com, which gets more views than US News, so we're reporting about 3 million hits a day, mm-hmm. but then I have my own podcast, which is independently produced. I think people are very name snobbish. Of course, um, I caught a lot. Of, I've caught a lot of heat over the last year and a half, just the information in which you know. It's almost like people feel like Woj and Shams have this supernatural power. Be radio. Like I think, and I respect them. I already told you what that was. But 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 they but, but they they are with the machine. Right. Bad. The machine. 
at right. the end of the day, I'm it, not. He can't say, I'm going to say, they paying people. But at the same time, straight what up, what I'll say is, it ain't skill, it's not hard work, they got a machine behind them, and they, and they dropping bags on the table for anyone that's giving out information. What I say about Woes is this, um, Woes, I've known since I was a child. Um, when I was a kid, 97 had my radio show through that. He was, a, he, was in a, he was in a locker room uh, with the Burger Record. Uh, in New Jersey, mm -hmm. when Broussard was with the New York Times, when I was a kid. Uh, but I think, uh, in studying him and just, you know, I think once you get in relationship with, his cheat code was the Detroit Pistons and Joe Dumars during that era. Mm -hmm. um, when he was a GM? When Joe was, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. And so basically, just my research and studying, basically from what I gather is uh, having certain information and using that as your entry point um, and then, you know, capitalizing or writing good stories about the Spurs when he did, that put him in a favorable position. You think about it. If you break news about certain things, you have that information based upon maybe feature stories that you wrote. So over time, a collection of positive press, a collection of this for that, you're, you're in, in a good situation. And then all you have to do once you master the perception of you're tied in with it is, you're good. When you are an insider, you have to have good relationships with the GMs. Right. You have to have the relationship with the presidents. You also have to have a relationship with players. And the agents. And and agents. Players, right. A lot of times, some guys players. only have relationships with players. And when players get mad about something you write, then you cut off. But if mm -hmm. you have relationships with GMs and presidents and more, they're going to be around longer from an organizational standpoint, right. even if they go somewhere else. Right. So, for example, somebody like Elton Brand, who Rose probably knew when he played in the NBA for a lot of years, he transitions over to Philadelphia, where he's the general manager of the Sixers. Right. He wrote good things about him, and he just established a good report right. to carry over to the next level. So, I mean, you know, as it relates to Rose, like he put in his work, I can't take anything away from it. As it relates to Shams, um, he's a lot younger. He's, he's newer. He's, he's right. newer, but his his cheat code was writing at Real GM, mm -hmm. and you know, at, at some points, getting getting over to Yahoo, and, and you know, me and others studied the Wolves. Mm -hmm. Same with Steve. Steve, you know, his cheat code was covering Allen Robinson for all those years. For sure. For and sure. that took him. And I and I like this. Uh, you asked about the representation of African Americans. I respect Steve. I don't have a problem with Steve. Uh, but Steve doesn't uh, speak for all black people. Right. right. Um, no, not even close. And I don't see him putting on those bars. Well, I can't speak to that, but what I will say I is can. Okay. Because somebody like a Rob Parker, I see him over the last 30 years put, he put me onto the game. Back in the early 90s, put brothers on. Not knocking Steve. me as well. Not knocking Steve. He's a little bit more picky about who he wants to help and who he's going to position himself with, but you can't knock a person for that, you know? And I, and I, I don't think it has anything to do with him not being a you know, good person or wanting to help brothers. Sure. But when you're an $8 million man, you can't associate with everybody. You can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You also have to speak from the perspective of a giraffe and a, and a, and a crow. Don't speak from the same vantage. Right, they, right, just, right. they just don't write. Right, right, right. Um, and then you, the more you elevate, the more you, you have to, you, you know, set yourself so right. Um, as it relates to Stephen May, just to piggyback off of what I said about, you know, not speaking off of black people. You know, there, every black person did grow up in the hood and, and was on EBT and, right. and, and and you know, did what they needed to do. And, you know, I, I caught food stamps when I was out of college and graduated. Mm -hmm. Figured things out. We raised on food stamps. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, just, there are black people who. You know, we're science nerds. There right. are black kids who, you know, grew up watching uh, nine, or listening to Nine Inch Nails so and Blink 182. Mm -hmm. They didn't all necessarily listen to the most diverse people in the world 
I can't find two. To me, it's harder to find two black people that's the same than anybody else. Really. Mm. But you know, you wanna go to this next segment? This is no. that. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't, 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 don't. So who's our, who's our voice? That's what I like. And could you mention what's wrong Is there a legacy that we can bring up the next generation of writing? But there's very few. I know that my man Rashad Phillips down in Orlando. Uh, That's my dude. I was at his house when I was in Orlando. Rashad is a great, he's doing great down here in Orlando, Florida. And he's like, who's next? Like, the, I know that back in the day we had David Aldridge, uh, and, uh, quote unquote OG, right? Who's the next one? You talking about writers? Or people period, period, period. Media, 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 media. Because it's more, because as far as African American media, there's more. You want to know back who's back than anybody. You want to know who's next? Yeah, but that's still not the, who's the point person for us to go to to get our message out there. Black Money Jones. I agree. I think we'll but, I, but the, I, we don't have, we don't need one. Yes, we do. We got social media. No, no, that's what social media is for. We do. We do. We don't. We you do. choose. You choose to listen. You choose to listen to Bowles. Like he's somebody special, no, or this guy is somebody special because they're hold on, hold on. by the machine. All right, but the machine creates a narrative that we can't necessarily control. Right, so all so we got is the guy that's on it. You got Stephen A. But just, you're not listening to my point, though. That's what I'm saying. We don't control the narrative. Bohemian Jones does have the machine behind him. He has two great podcasts, right? He's, he's trying to change the narrative to represent the new generation of black. I don't think he's popular enough. We agree. Who's the next one coming that's going to be in that machine that's going to give us our voice, the narrative, someone such as yourself? I think Jamel Hill is, is from, from a great standpoint. But Jamel moved away from sports. So, so, but the only time you're going to hear from, the only time you're going to hear from Jamel now is when, is when the sports intersects with politics. You know, that, that's not how she came up. Right. So, but but these people evolve run together. But people evolve in time. They do. So, I remember in that, was on uh, Jay Z's American Gangster. He goes, uh, what did he say? He said, once you, once you have, once you have let me young, you can't go back. No, right, 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 right. Yep, yep, you know, I, I feel like, you know, for somebody like Janelle, she put in her time. You know, she, Janelle going back to the, her days in Orlando. Right. You know, I, I got to know Janelle like 07, 08 when I was in college, and I've watched her journey over the years as well as Rob Parker's. You know, and I think, you know, one of the things that I, I think we as African Americans pride ourselves on. Is authenticity, mm -hmm. and authenticity doesn't always carry into business sense. You know, it, it carries over into your day to day. And I think, you know, the, the, the issues that she's dealt with or spoke with as, as related to, you know, uh, Donald Trump and uh, President Donald Trump, as it relates to Jerry Jones, you mm -hmm. know, with the, with the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and you know, and other social issues. She's put in her time at, at the right moment within Me Too, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and I think what a time it is to be alive. Post Obama, uh, where people call it a post-racial society, where you have a woman, a powerful woman, who has a pen, has a voice, and she's not shaking her ass to right. get people's attention. Right. She's actually talking about something substantial. Yeah, substance, right? Here, right. here. And I think, you know, more than anything else, like I said, my initial point was, you know, it, it, but Stephen A. doesn't just represent black people. We have linear, multi-linear voices. I, I, I put myself in the. I agree. I think. I think that Jones also is there. I think. I think. I think Bomani's there. I put myself there. Mm -hmm. I think you know, just over time, um, you don't see any black insiders. Right. That's, that's my point. That that's, that's, that's separate. That's what I'm saying. From. Right. So who, if, I, if I'm gonna say I'm Anthony Davis, I'm the next free agent coming up, and I want to break my story to whom? That's within my community, within my culture. What? Well, like that's what social media now is. Anthony Davis can pick the person he wants to break his story. We now, agree. You're saying the same thing. On television, we don't have to depend on none of them guys. 
He can pick who he wants. I'm here. No, I can't. Reporter says 1996 at Newsday. Brent B. Scoop is here. Oh, 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 we have millions of people. I can't agree with that. More qualified than no, guys that they allowed to, to get right, the, that's uh, the issue. That's the issue. That's the issue. We're not in a position where we are the ones that's being anointed and pushed by the machine. We don't run the networks. We don't. We don't. Put, that's we don't say. Hire that. the people. And I guess two things. One, I think. Um, a lot of times players listen to, players don't think for themselves. So you might have a person who was an NBA All-Star who's going to do whatever the agents say, just because they don't really want to argue. And the agents aren't represented from the same hue that you and I are. Yeah, I mean, you, but then you have guys um, like Gaddafi, you mm -hmm. know, who, who is of color, who, who's looked out for me. You have guys... Um, that, that are of color that, 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 that do, you know, speak highly. But I mean, even when you look at the draft, like their agents are telling the players, hey, wear this suit, rather than exactly. maybe go to a black-owned tailor. Exactly. Uh, that's I've heard stories about this. That's, that's a true story. Yeah. I have a couple of my uh, players that we trained have gone in that situation. They've been forced to do certain things that they are against their will. Not against their will, but still that they were suggested to do. Sure. So, I mean, it, as it relates to, you know, going to those places, you got to remember also, um, Ali, Bill Russell, Magic. Dad grew up where you know your parents told you when you, you know you wake up you speak in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these kids who play in the league, prep school, cater to since they were twelve. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that are different mm -hmm. than, than, than than what um, the generations before were presented with. Right. That's the issue. He's not getting it. He's not understanding what I'm saying. No, we don't have, no you don't. I do. No you don't. So let me ask you. You're saying we don't no, have, no, no, we don't have that. one go-to brother we that don't. breaks the story. I know that. So that's the issue. all we have is one person of color, Sham. No, but Sham is Indian and he's not really of the culture. He's of the culture, he grew up in the culture, he's been right. involved in the culture since he's 12. Sham got into the game, late in the game, now he's just the face. But shouldn't, shouldn't oh, somebody that's in a broad or no, 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 no. no. That's, that's what makes these guys big. No, they don't. The yes. people that's really making them big is the ESPNs of the world. Those people that the machine behind it. So to the point where LeBron no longer exactly because they're following each other. That's what I'm saying. We don't have a person such as himself where I can say, "Yo, I'm about to, hold on, Joe. I'm about to go to. I'm about to leave to go to Chicago. I know. I know. I'm going to I will give you the story. But instead, we run to the bowl. And then we run to this guy. And we run to this guy. LeBron can say that tomorrow. But all the guy who get the story to school. Yeah, but LeBron. So is, talk to them. Talk to the brothers about that. Talk to the machine. No, I'm not. Y'all like Martin Melvin. That's not the same thing. It's two different ways. No, I'm not saying what he's saying. I'm saying, I'm saying. That was nervous humor. I'm sorry. To the point that LeBron has to create his own narrative by owning his show on HBO, by owning Uninterrupted. Now we have the Players' Tribune. Those are the outlets in which we now have. We don't have, and they don't have the major forces behind them as far as giving them the push. We don't have the David Aldridge like we used to in the internet. He was smart to kind of go from Turner and television to becoming an editor at the, at, at the, uh, the Athletic because uh, the digital landscape changed. It's changing. Um, and I think one thing to add about Stephen A is he did his time as a as a beat reporter, as a writer, to a general assignment columnist. The Allen Iversons, the the Corliss Williams, the, 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 the well, more so just the, even the Donovan McNabb's, they know him as a writer who transitioned to TV. The Kyrie's and KD's know him as a TV person, right? A personality, a personality, who right? Wears the line of celebrity, right? He's not, on the, he's not, he he has information, but he's not on the beat every day, so it's different, right? You know, so um, 
kind of to answer both of you guys' question, maybe that person is not there yet. You know, like, like, and then you look at maybe you, you know you look at like Sports Illustrated and you look at you know where their direction is and as far as them you know laying off a lot of people. A lot of guys would give their story to Jack McHale. Yes. Back in the day, you know, you, you look at I can't think of the gentleman's name when LeBron wrote that I'm coming home. He gave that story to a reporter at Sports Illustrated because it, it had a look. He didn't have uh, uninterrupted method. Uh, I think the convergence of the TV to digital landscape has given people power. But I often, I, I also just think many people uh, thinking for yourself is a disease that everybody can't catch. Damn right. And so for LeBron, so easier not to. So for LeBron to do something like that, you know, he was drafted in 2003 with Wade and Melo. Uh, Wade has his way about doing things. Melo has his way about doing things. One thing I can say about Melo is that philanthropic works and mm -hmm. and 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 you know, building courts in Puerto Rico more. That's his thing. Wade, I see him becoming more of a voice for the homosexual community mm -hmm. with, with his with his child coming out mm -hmm. and you know and, and and watching his son play basketball and doing TV versus LeBron. Uh, I think he picked up where Michael left off at um, in the sense of understanding branding and, 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 and really seeing the total picture um, after basketball. Right. And so I think in 2020, as 2020 is approaching, um, we do have to establish new voices. And I don't think that's just in, in basketball and sports. I think you look at um, politics, you look at you know a lot of the, the democratic debates of you know who's running and who's trying to get that ticket. You know, to me. Uh, I've known Cory Booker since he was the mayor of North New Jersey. Um, I, I think you know he had he got the digital footprint, but maybe it's not just his time just yet. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not captivating the audience as a mass. And I think Obama is kind of like Jordan, where he, he created this new platform that in this model that even Democrats and Republicans had to follow. Right. Like that's the way you run now. You have to be on social media. You have to touch the people. Mm -hmm. And you look at someone like Donald Trump. Uh, I think he is the Archie Bunker generation's last hope mm -hmm. before things start turning around. But also, he does, in a sense, just his attitude is maybe the best, is he represents today's society as it relates to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. He did not go through the process of being a, a, a career politician. And it's just, it's the right time, just maybe his, his actions maybe don't line up with what we want. Oh, today's world as a whole. Yeah. He just has a segment within the world. So it's a big segment. And that ties into everything that we were saying. With the change, all these new networks, all these new platforms, all these new streaming devices, who are the go-to guys? The go-to guy will be whoever emerges and gains the support of the biggest black superstars. Remember, Amar Rashad used to be the only one that could interview Michael Jordan. That's what made him. And James Brown. Right, that's what made Amar Rashad bigger than life. That's correct. We don't have that Marvish audience and James Brown on the football side. And, and we need to blame LeBron. LeBron, we should be blaming LeBron, all the top players. And not even them. Should High school players, they make the announcements on, on overtime yeah. and on different different platforms, yeah. Slam or whatever, and they don't come to, let's say, um, blacksports.com. No, I just or made that up. Yeah. People, but, that, people that are going to go to bat for them when the chips are down. Those, those other publications, as soon as you hurt yourself, you do something wrong, they're going to turn on you. That's a fact. I get rid of all, all day because of what I write in the Shadow League, and I don't waver from that. Yeah, I think I think you both nailed it on the head, and you and you, and you gave your three points in conclusion. You called the church on home. <laughs> you know, uh, I do 
do think that we've lost that that Amara Shah voice. He was a guy that I grew up looking up to, right. and I think um, I don't think we're going to go back to the old days. But I think you know it, it's it's new voices emerging. Um, and and when you talk about just the voices, like that's what Scoopy Radio is. Like literally, Scoopy Radio started out of a Timberland box. Mm -hmm. I literally digitized old tapes from when I was a child. I had interviews with the Kimmy Matumbo. Uh, DJ Armstrong. What do you mean? Like old tapes that you think turn yeah, like old, like old, old That's yeah. how Scoopy Radio started. You started it out of a, out of a Timberland box. We digitized the tapes. And then after we digitized the tapes, I was at CBS. And I was like mentioning Scoopy Radio while I was at CBS and started doing write-ups there. And then what ended up happening was, when I left CBS, uh, we started doing more current interviews. So we've had Jamal Crawford, we've had the voice of Siri, we've had DJ Khaled, we've had Mark mm -hmm. Cuban, we've mm -hmm. had uh, Nate Robinson was dropped today. We've had we've had a lot myriad of different people. Uh, uh, Gloria Allred, just all different types of people from different walks of life. But uh, you know, we created it. Uh, me and my producer DJ Miniel, we created that just like you know Jay and Dane created Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. You know, and use priority as the as the as the, the, the conduit to make that happen right. independently. So we only got the one million you know advance after you know for the next album. So you know, I, I think. You know, to catch the next wave, I think you have to be current with the digital wave. You have to have the player's ear, um, and, and you have to just be true to yourself. Yep. And I think Rashad Phillips is the next one up. I do too. Rashad is this is the next one. Yeah. You're up. All right. We're gonna go to our final segment with Brandon Scoopy Robinson, Inside Extraordinary NBA, and um, all things culturally significant to the hue as. That's my word. Mark likes to say you. So, um, this for that segment, B, I give you two things. You know, you tell me what you like. And if you want to say why, say why. If not, you don't have to. Okay. Um, dream wife or dream car? Dream wife. Why? You just said you didn't have to say it. And I follow up and say why. <laughs> because if she's a dream wife and she's down for you, She'll make your work a little easier. She, you know, when you work together and you get the car you want. Yeah. Do you have a particular dream woman? It doesn't have to be you know, like, you know, actress, maybe entertainment that you would, you know, sign up for immediately. Somebody who's not in my field and is low key. Yeah. I'm in the field, but I'm low key. I don't need somebody else in, in my field with me. Gotcha. Yeah, on that shirt, you're like puppy, right? <laughs> Be right Boy, boys in the hood or belly? That's a good one. Um, I mean, yeah, I like when you get stuff like that. What the? We didn't expect that one, right? You're both classics. I'm gonna say Boys in the Hood only because um, I took an images and race media class in college, and we read this author named Robert Meads Coleman, and he like broke down representation. Like he took it all the way back to like. Uh, I Spy, Julia, you know, Diane Carroll, and talked about just the representation of us and broke down Boys in the Hood and the significance that it had. Um, and also, the person who produced it was, genius. was a genius. And uh, for me, Belly was cool because everybody uses that Shook Club scene and every, every like that, that. NBA just stole that. They do. They thought that's everything. See, that's what I'm saying? Back to the culture thing. They stole the culture. They didn't pay homage. They didn't pay homage to hype for that. They never do. They like hype really transcended the world with that that video that one that that belly scene. So I mean, it was the had an all star cast, man. Yeah, yeah. Belly too, but yeah. just differently. Like I feel like Boys in the Hood for the '90s could could I mean 
launched a lot of careers. And I mean, yeah. I mean, shoot, like when you when you look at when you look at Harlem Knights, Harlem Knights. Oh, that, 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 that's different. That's an '86. Yeah, the people though, the people in that, that that's even more legendary. What about um Spike Lee or Tyler Perry? Um, I, I prefer. I like both, but for different reasons. Uh, I like Tyler, I like Tyler because he did it his way, and he doesn't have to really answer anybody per se. And while everybody was hating for 10, 15 straight years, he did his thing, and, and, and he could do what he needs to do. Spike took the old school approach, and it maybe took him a little longer, but he had something to show for it. Um, and they both they created their own lane, and they created lanes for other people. You know, so I give them the the, the assist award, the John Stockton, the the, the, the Magic Johnson award, both ways because. Both not only wasn't just about self, it was about generation. Um, Rakim or Drake? Rakim or Drake? Um, I can't compare the two. For me, right yet, you, 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 you will. Mm -hmm. um, I think Rakim, I think Drake is mainstream, which is appeal because he crossed over and he's mm -hmm. not American. Right. You know, but he appeals like you think about it. The, the, one of the best big men in the league when he was playing was Yao Ming, he was from China. One of the best in the current, one of the best rappers in, in the world is the Canadian. You know, that, that goes to state. And, and half Jewish. Yeah. People don't even you know, mention that as well. Uh, Whitney Houston or Beyonce? Whitney Houston. Easy one, right? No. But some of young people. Jamel Hill or Josina Anderson? Um, you can't do that. Why not? He can't do that. I don't know Josina like that. Yeah. I know her in passing. I, I know Janelle. Uh, I like Janelle. I, I like her. I study her, her journey more carefully. Set him up. But she's going to see him on the road in like a few. I like them both. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I like about Josina her ability in a, a, a predominantly white male dominant to get the information. And people try to discredit her account. But, you know, they, they again, it goes back to what I said about putting people in boxes. Like, they do too. Jacina's more on the information side. Right. Janelle is more. She's a columnist that turned into a television personality. So. Last one. Breakfast Club or Ebro in the morning? Mm. Um, I've been on at both. I like I like the Breakfast Club personally, but right. um, I I I, um, I I like the Breakfast Club story because before they got together, they were all the underdogs in their respective field. Mm -hmm. We look at Envy and DJ. DJ carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Hampton University. <laughs> you, look at, you look at Charlemagne, was behind uh, Wendy. And then, okay. you, know, you, you, know, you, you look at uh, Angela, you know, she was managing. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and some other things, maybe not spoken of, but she's, she's, she's a high achiever. So, you know, you look at all three of them when they bring to the table. I, I, I like that. I, I, I happen to like that show a lot. Cool, man. Thank, thanks for that. Well, I'm not up that early to know any of it. I'm sleep. But I do have a question. How does Paul Rosenberg stay alive? Like, like awake? Like, he's on every damn thing. So, yeah, Michael K. He has no podcast. He has Which I have a serious problem with. Him being on that Michael K. show is nothing but an example of privilege. But that's another story. Okay, there you go. See? He's not qualified, bro. So, I mean, for him, for him to pull that off, think about what he's done. I, and I know I say these things, and I know how the world is now, right? I'm different to people. You, you say something, you're saying something, then when you got to see the person, they're not messing with you, right? But I feel that honesty is the best policy, right. and I never say anything I can't stand by. Well, you ain't going to get me jumped, but this is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, you got to set you up. I will say... Awesome. I know. Uh, Peter, definitely... Has good representation. That's a juice, bro. Um, and also, um, 
he may be privileged but he's black enough. Yes. And I think um, the point. Being white show. He is. But <laughs> I get what he meant. It, it kind of goes. He has legitimacy in the black community. That's what he means. It's hard to get that. He has an authentic. That's that. But go ahead. Go ahead. Legitimacy. No, I'm saying authentic legitimacy. I think I have got. I think I think. I think at the end of the day, that is what it is. And I also think we, whether you're black or white, have to stop waiting for somebody to co-sign you, co-sign yourself. Right, I agree with that. I think we, you know, every year you look at award shows, we're waiting for somebody to give us a grant. Mm -hmm. Wait for us to give us a Create your own. Yeah, the mammies. The mammies. <laughs> the first mammy for excellence in sports and culture reporting, Scoop B. Thank you, man. Appreciate you stopping by. Man. Thank you, man. The man, the myth, the legend, man. Thank you. Different lens. Yeah. Miss Luke B. Appreciate you. Now we're going to go back to Killer Four. Right. We're going to do our ones and twos, twos and ones, and get it going. And also, before you leave, though, where can they check you out, bro? Make sure to subscribe to Scooby Radio Podcast. Available on all platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app. Uh, and Stitcher got, and ScoopyRadio.com. And he got like a billion followers. Yeah, you know. A billion followers. Sources say. Just, uh, I run out of the bio. Yes, sir. Killer Boy. Killer. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.